Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to eat a penguin. Ew. <laughs> well, it's poultry. Unsubscribe. Or a puffin. If you go to Iceland, you can eat puffin. We did not eat puffin when we no, were in Iceland. No, but I wanted a, a stuffed puffin. That's a fish, right? I don't know if you can oh, get puffin. that no, in like, That would be a puffer fish. A puffin uh, is a puffin. Yeah, it looks kind of like uh, like a penguin, but it's got like a really orange, orange black, white beak. Yeah, it's really cute. It's like a sexy penguin. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy, sexy penguin. Guys, guess what? You've made it to episode three of Keep Waco Loud, the podcast. Uh, this podcast, of course, is produced by Oni Chan Productions and Rogue Media. We're also sponsored in part by The Shop, located at 2001 Franklin Avenue near downtown Waco. If you're looking for office space, warehouse space, or just want to hang out with us, Keep Waco Loud, this is the place to be. In fact, as we've told you before, that is where we record our podcast, right here at The Shop at 2001 Franklin Avenue. We have a blast here. Isn't that right? I have to say that we are Waco adjacent. Downtown Waco adjacent. Okay, so you, you now now we're at episode 3 and you're arguing right, with me. Right. No, I'm not I'm not really arguing. I I interjecting? Yeah, downtown Waco adjacent. Are you putting an asterisk by what I said? Uh, there are office spaces allowed for rent here. There are. What would be the weirdest business model to enter one of these offices? Taxidermy. No, I think taxidermy would be perfectly acceptable here. Especially I think it really masks. fit in. We, yeah, we, it might uh, fit in here. You're right. I think I think it goes the other way. A I church. Think yeah, I think it's like a church or taxes. Or like a mini church. Oh, taxes. In like one of the offices. Oh, right next to each other, like a church and then yes. like a taxidermy. They're always just like shaking <laughs> their fists at each other. Oh, no, I thought you meant tax office. Like yeah, like a tax a office church and then, and a, then church. a tax office. Yeah. Man, and what if that tax office was also ran by that church? Oh. Oh, see, no, 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 no. Then you start getting some like that's people poking dipping. their heads around here and then they see the masks and then they're yeah. confused yeah. and then we have and the wrestling chairs topics y'all that is that is our uh tagline confused <laughs> no, 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 no. And not even confused it should just be like a picture of you like yeah yeah shrugging your listeners shoulders. i would like to i would like to note that we just all did the confused sign at so the it's same like, time it's so like they, the got milk ad but like got confusion yes exactly yeah. something like that I'm confused. Yeah. welcome to the shop because <laughs> Corey, don't listen to this <laughs> again. Please. <laughs> no, but the the what's really cool here at the shop is you do have such a diverse number of businesses. You have a recording studio. You've mm-hmm. got the 
Axe guys, mm-hmm. Waco Axe Company's here, mm-hmm. Waco Pedal Tours is here, you know, Captain Danny lurking around, hanging out, telling oh, us funny God. stories of, you know, drunk tourists taking sure. his pedal tour bike. That fun fact, you don't actually have to pedal. <laughs> no, no, that that is, okay. It's one of the Listen, biggest fake urban, news things in Waco. Is that an Waco. urban legend? It's not an urban legend, it's a secret, so I have to talk really low. Mm. Pedals don't do anything. No, they can, though. There's a button you can push. I remember Captain Danny told me there's a way that you can make it pedal, but people get tired after, like, one block. So, yeah, come meet us at the shop. Yeah. (laughs) Combination to the safe is Hey, y'all, come on down to shop. The shop. Thank you all so much for coming in here today. Uh, we are sitting here with Reround. That's Frank and Zach. Let me tell us a little bit about yourselves. Hello, I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And we're Rewound. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how long did y'all rehearse that? We've been doing it at the shows quite a lot. Yeah, we got it at the shows. It's from uh, Driver Wimpykin, the dirty, or what is it, load of diaper. Whenever they play at the uh, talent show, that was where I got it. From. I didn't even know that. I just went along with it. <laughs> One of my favorite. I thought you were being original. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, material. wait a second. I thought, uh, I thought this was all you. It's all, a lie. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. And we also have with us uh, the one and only Chris Hunter. Hello, Chris. Yeah. What's up? Part of the Keep Wake Aloud family and sup, fam. Been in the punk scene for a while now, right? Yeah, since about '96. Wow. Yeah, before these guys were born. <laughs> that is true. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that um, later. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. We're going to play a little warm-up game. It's called What's yes. Better. You just kind of got to be honest, you know, just kind of discuss truth. it. Speak your truth. Speak your truth, Can we man. leave my mom out? <laughs> <laughs> What's better, your mom or your dad? No! My granny. So what's better, not breaking a string on stage, even though you haven't changed your strings in over a month, or falling off the stage and not missing a note? Oh, God. <laughs> that first one. Uh, that's triggered. That, that hits home. That's too close to home. Oh, I break so many strings. Yeah, yeah I know that. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Because Zach gets on to me so much about it, and I hate. I hate breaking strings. Yeah. So, you, what was the second one? Falling, falling off, off the stage. stage. I would say yeah, falling off stage. I'm taking. I'm because saying that. that would. I yeah. feel like that'd be like payback for breaking all the strings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just having to like waste our time. So yeah, I would feel better falling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool, Chris. What do you think? Uh, definitely the falling off the stage. I've I've broken strings and fallen off stage. I'll, I'll take falling off stage. <laughs> yeah. God, that's commitment. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think point. it's embarrassing. I think it's kind of like rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. The show Oh, must go sure. on the and it, it, i mean it's entertaining on. for sure and when you yeah. break a string like the show can go on but like it's gonna be there's nothing it's... worse than when somebody stops in the middle of a show to like put another string on the guitar. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, don't Frank. bring me back to oh. it's like oh, record man. scratch yeah yeah it is Ugh. awesome okay uh, what's better writing a new song in a single practice that you never have to change or coming up with a new version of a song you threw out and it's a million times better Mm. That is a good one. That's a tough one. That is a good one. I want to, well, with the first one, that's how we usually make music. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what I was Yeah, we just jam. Peek behind the curtain here. Yeah, we just jam and then we'll like be like, whoa, what was that? Let's go back to that. And like, we'll just go like play that over and over. And it's just like really fun. Yeah. The second one, we haven't really gone back and 
Yeah, we've we've kind of wanted to, but yeah. we just tend to. Maybe just you'll keep... do it after the show. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But honestly, probably the first one. Yeah, I'd yeah, say the first, the first one. Just one. like it's kind mm-hmm. of it's kind of your it's, the way it's, it's, it always it works for the songwriting. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, such a great feeling. Chris, what about you? Well, if you don't know, I play bass in a band called After the Fact. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. And uh, I'll take the second one because After the Fact actually has a newer song that was originally a faction song that we reworked and made into a better song and i really enjoy it so it's awesome i'm also in a band i'm not plugging myself though uh Look, it's, I uncle play music. Uh, it's called uncle brother uncle uh, brother yo yo and yo <laughs> probably half of our songs are throwed out songs that we pull from the trash heap and repurpose so uh, it's kind of like a fixer-upper situation. Wow. Just add some shiplap to What's that your... song. <laughs> yeah, every song has lots of shiplap, lots of eat, pray, love decorations all over the song. That's how it should be. Love, that's all that matters. Oh, Sometimes. that was really deep, Frank. <laughs> yeah, Frank. Okay, where's your band? <laughs> We're all in bands. Uh, me and my two cats and my dog, Pamplemousse. Cat scratch. Um, <laughs> we rock out all the time. It's definitely a new song every time, you know? Nice. You nev- We never go back. One reason why we're really happy to have y'all here is because y'all were the very first people that we interviewed as Keep Waco Loud. Um, a little over six months ago, we sat down in Dichotomy. We had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, clue. Got yeah. Topo Chico's. Still yeah. Yeah. Those Topo Chico's were great. <laughs> but yeah, we wanted to kind of sit down with y'all again, maybe talk about, you know, how things maybe have progressed in the past six months for you guys. And also, we want to talk about the past the present and the future of what we consider the Waco punk scene. We're just yeah, the music scene too in general. Dun, dun, we can, dun, we can dun, dive dun, off that too. Zach, um, okay. you're basically Waco music scene royalty. <laughs> oh, thank you. Your, your papa um, was a music legend here in Waco. Yes. David Sychek. Yeah, mm-hmm. David Sychek. Told oh, off David Koresh. Yeah, I love that story. <laughs> I freaking love that story. So considering his legacy, do you do you feel pressure to live up to that? Uh, or does that even cross your mind? You're just focused on the music. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say I really feel pressured to live up to it because... I mean, I'm not trying to redo exactly sure. what he did. I mean, I yeah, I loved loved him to death, and uh, what he did was super awesome. But uh, I like to, you know, just kind of do my own thing, you know, with Frank and all these other bands. And yeah. you're uh, you're in every band in Waco, is that correct? Uh, <laughs> yeah, at this point. I believe you're in my band too. <laughs> As a matter of fact, uh, our drummer is leaving. Oh. <laughs> He definitely like he comes up quite often like in the music Mm -hmm, scene here like with groups like the MACT and stuff they they often talk about and I I honestly you are an insanely talented musician and thank you um, while you it's a different path it's it's definitely like in my opinion you, it shows that yeah it, it had it has to be hereditary yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, very very yeah, uh, yeah, very probably. talented man thank you do you guys have any preconceived notions or do you know any other rumors about the old music scene in Waco I mean like <laughs> like how old are we talking like I mean let's go back to the early 80s I mean I'm sure Chris has some takes on that oh, too. Gosh, and no, I, I have. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I lived it from '96 until now, yeah. and uh, I know of some 
of the stuff that was going on in the 80s. Waco's music scene in the 80s was pretty much just country. Yeah, but sure. there was some of the first punk bands started in Waco, bands like the Droids. And um, it wasn't until the mid 90s where punk started really kind of establishing itself as a, a mainstay in Waco. And in my lifetime, I, I can think of like four different eras sure. of punk. That's what I've heard. Nice. You know, and so <clears throat> the, what was uh, the eras were like just punk like, or like was Screamo in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It, it, it evolved over time. I mean, some of the older bands that were kind of mentors to me were bands like the Aloha Fridays that were ska core. Nice. They were going on in the mid 90s. Uh, the Hypocrites who were just kind of cool, like raw punk rock. Then later on, the American culture experiments kind of changed the game. They ended up being definitely top tier. Jared Hempstead. Jared Hempstead. Balcones. That's right. Jared Hempstead. That's right. He was uh, he was a big part of that, and uh, him and his brother were a big part of that. Really? Yes. And I did not know that. That's pretty. They cool. have uh, they have two full length albums. And was the band again? The American Culture Experiments. Ooh. They really upped the game in Waco. I mean, not just talent wise, but showmanship. Uh, they had all these old TVs that they had on stage and some would play static. Some would have their logo on them and they have a big projection screen and there'd be all kinds of cool video playing like old monster That's movies. Awesome. And That's my kind of vibe. Honestly. Yeah, stuff like that. That. That's TVs. a long setup, man. Yeah. That's almost as long as y'all's. <laughs> we tried to do something with TVs one time at a, one, this one show. We, but yeah. what was really cool is we had a camcorder hooked up to it. So like it was like recording live onto the TVs. Ooh. And yeah. so you can get shots of the crowd or the band and stuff like that, and it would be projected on the That's TV. pretty cool. I wanted to try to do yeah. that again. I think it inspired a lot of us to yeah. up our game sure. on, on showmanship. Sure. And things started to get weird after that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it got really wild. Yeah, uh, weird. From, from 99 up until around 2005, the Waco punk scene just kept growing and growing and growing, and it got wilder and wilder. I mean, you never knew what to expect at a show. There's, I have a million crazy stories about just all kinds of stuff that, that happened, you know? So speaking of that, with it getting bigger and crazier and the talent, I mean, there were some really great, um, pretty famous bands that came out of Waco, like Flyleaf and, you yeah. know, what yeah. do They you were think? passerby when they were here. There you oh, go. Right, right, right. Yeah, we played with them a few times. Yeah. yeah so what do you think caused the scene to kind of go static or even kind of go away? There was not just infighting amongst the, like scene politics type stuff. And then also yeah. I would say around the era of the 2008 stretch, what happened was the bands got really concentrated down to about one style and right. you can't sustain it that way. <clears throat> it, it, diversity. Yeah, yeah. There, there wasn't enough music to go around. And so people just became disinterested and it, you know, kind of fell to the wayside. We talked about that a lot in uh, episode zero, um, yeah. how our favorite shows are the ones where you have a diverse lineup, even getting kind of crazy with it, with having like a hip hop band and a punk band and a scream band. And you you have all these different scenes come together. And mm -hmm. not only is it a diverse show, but it just keeps people there and interested. Mm -hmm. That kind of leads us up to the present then, I guess. What do you guys think the general consensus about the current music scene in Waco is? I feel like right now we're, I don't know, to me, like it kind of feels like we're 
like we're we're trying to kind of find our footing again a little yeah. bit just kind of like like where like the next venue is going to be yeah, for like honestly spin connection was where it's it was at yeah, like let's talk about that well, well for us it was like any band could really play there yeah yeah it was for like sure. yeah it was like any band could play there um you did have to like you know we got ad- auditioned to uh, play at our first Spin Connection show. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. What was that like? So, uh, kind of nerve-wracking because we were kind of kids. <laughs> yeah. And at that time, we wanted a bassist, but we didn't have a bassist either. Oh, so yeah, they just came around, came to our place and were like, yeah, y'all are good, so y'all can play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's, what makes y'all so cool is that you're so loud, so talented, and you're a two-piece. <laughs> yeah. So the story behind the two-piece, I'll be honest with you, We've we, gone through a lot of bases. Yeah, a lot of bases. <laughs> a lot of bases, and um, and we just decided. I don't know. We had we had a show with with some other musicians, and yeah. we didn't feel so great after yeah, it. And after you that. know, we were just like, you know, what? Let's just do it. Like, yeah, us let's just too. be us too. And yeah. like our our first couple of shows, we did like that. We didn't even really have that complicated rig. It was only like a guitar amp and then the drums. And it well, didn't we really... had two guitar amps. Oh yeah, but, but I busted the other. But no, one. <laughs> yeah. like a string. Yes, yes. <laughs> I busted the other one, so regret. But that. but no no bass at all yeah. really. All the videos that we have from those shows, like the, it doesn't really sound that nah. good. But you know, hey. <laughs> and then yeah. we were kind of inspired by a uh, a band that me and Frank both like. I believe they're out of like the UK. Which one? Royal Blood. Oh yeah, Royal Blood. I yeah. don't know if y'all ever heard of them, but yeah, they're a two piece. No, they're us, but well, we say us, British. but we're <laughs> them. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, they're them British, and they play with the bass and drums. Yeah, they they yeah. kind of do the opposite of what yeah. we do. They they run the bass through two amps, but they have one that brings it up an octave, so you kind of get the guitar sound, and then you've already got the bass. And we just do the opposite where we. Yeah. Run Did the you gu- guys see? Pink Eye when they came and yes. played at Old Dig. I, I did. To see I saw them. Yeah, they're they're freaking awesome. I I love when when a two piece works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you guys, uh, Pink Eye, there's Marla Strange uh, down in I've the Belton them. area. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. When a two piece works out, and your guys' story about you know, hey, yeah, we tried out bassist. That's usually how the two piece band. <laughs> <you guys. laughs> yeah, accurate. I mean, we found one, but he went off to college. Cole yeah. Yates, yeah, but amazing bass. He's in the Irons. He's now. in the Irons now, so uh-huh. he played. Oh. Yeah, the basses of the Irons used to be in Rewild. Dude. Yeah, I that. yeah. So that okay, was okay. That's cool. fun. Yeah. So, but he was just too good for us. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was just too good. <laughs> okay, that that's a great segue to Waco. Does have an issue even in the past of yeah. talent being shipped out. To, you know, other more sustainable cities like Dallas, Austin. What can Waco do now with the various artists in town that will make them want to stick around and help build the scene? Honestly, just be open arms and welcoming, I guess you would say. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, I think that's what helped us. If we if we didn't have that type of vibe coming into this scene, then we probably like would have felt like not able to like be in it or anything like that. Discouraged. Yeah, we feel very discouraged if it wasn't like that. Totally. And so if anything, just be very supportive and just give uh, everyone a chance i guess you're uh, yeah I'd, I'd say on top of that just like having multiple venues that are kind of yeah, accepting more of, venues too of, yeah, of, of wanna, like yeah, all artists cool. kind of like spin giving everybody a platform basically yes. yeah basically because yeah. like i mean i feel like you know the talent's definitely here in waco yeah sure. there's they, talent here yeah in waco. they people just need a platform to just feel like they can go ahead and come out 
Yeah, which awesome. I'll be honest with you, I met a guy, I forgot his name, but he does open night nights at the uh, winery. Classic class? Yeah. Uh, he had a he had a white hat. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think right now. Um, Aji? Oh, yeah, yeah Aji. Yeah, I th- yeah, I met him at my job. Oh. And he was actually pretty nice. And yeah, he's a nice kid. He's like very that. talented, yeah. too. I don't know if you saw him perform. Yeah, I actually saw LNR stories. He's pretty good. Yeah, I no, like he's it a lot. Good. He's very soulful. Like, um, definitely yeah, very lyrical. soulful. He does, yeah. does hip hop. Little Eminem, man. Yeah, a little, yeah. <laughs> ter- uh, throwback to Terry Blue. Yeah. <laughs> Terry Blue's put him on blast. He was like, here, coming up to the stage, little Eminem. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Goofy. Oh, he's so talented. And see, that's what I'm saying. Like, we have talented people. Totally. We do, but it's like. Just got to continue to uh, yeah. provide platforms. Exactly. And you know arms. what? I think y'all are doing a really good job at all. Yeah. 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 Really we're definitely job. not fishing for that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I I, I think Frank is right. There's a whole lot of talent in Waco. What's been going on is a lot of that talent didn't know that there were platforms out there. And now they're kind of discovering it. In the future, hopefully we can make sure that everyone knows that there are platforms where they're able to perform and put their music out. Also, really growing the crowd. What I like about you guys is your age. No, (laughs) you you guys are at that age where... You know, the younger crowd, even the high school crowd will definitely be able to identify with you guys and the music that you play, as well as the crowd up into their late 20s. That's Mm. that's really kind of the golden spot right there. I mean, when I was in my younger 20s, that was right where it was at, like, because you're going to get the crowd from both spectrums that, you know, are just looking for something to do. And uh, that's one of the big strong points about Rewound outside of the music that you play, which is freaking awesome. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, you are holding down the hard in Waco. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that that's a great segue for the future. Do you guys think that Waco's past music scene, that sort of boom and busts, have set this town up for a sustainable boom? The only scene that I can remember from Waco is there used to be a venue here called Art Ambush. Yep. It was a love-hate thing, I guess you would say. Some people loved it, some people hated it. Sure. But, I mean, a lot of people come through and they just like man i miss this like feeling it brings me back to like the art ambush uh, feelings yeah, whenever yeah, I hear that a lot. yeah like whenever like crowds were actually coming out and yeah. everything like that like people definitely miss the scene being able to just go have a good time at a show here because yeah, it's definitely it's definitely like to the point where it's like at ease at, at this point i guess you sure would say. yeah yeah it's like kind of know. on standby yeah somewhat but when, and so everyone's not getting comfortable yet yeah, exactly. yeah. So, which is I like think that. key to yeah. There's there's continuing. kind of like a shift going yeah. on. It's but. either the moons or something. I don't know. <laughs> Astrology. It's the stars. Ooh, what's your sign, Frank? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's August. So Leo. Leo. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Leo, so. hey, Leo. I don't know what that means. I'm not. Everybody's staring at me that I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I you know I think one thing that we need to do as a city is. You know, we are going through a very exciting, fast growth Mm -hmm. here in Waco. And it's creating these pockets of strong artistic communities that kind of can hold up their own. You know, that don't need the support of tourists and stuff. It's it's Waco showing up. 
if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, and yeah. we talk about that a lot. That's that's kind of like one of our big pushes is just making sure that people not, not only come to Keep Like Go Loud shows, but also come to shows in yeah. general, spin connection, house parties, garage fest, mm-hmm. things garage like fest. that, showing that, hey, this music brings a crowd. Mm-hmm. Because if, you know, the country scene here is great and there's so much talent and those people, they come out, you know, they oh, yeah. pack mm-hmm. a venue. Yeah. And so I think it's just, yeah, us supporting each other. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, you know, you'll see venues start to pop up. You'll see businesses. I mean, when I was younger, there was a place called Lake Cafe and it became Clay Pot. It was the location right off the mm-hmm. highway. And um, we played punk shows there. I have video of punk rock shows in the old Lake Cafe location. And, uh, you know, they would be the restaurant during the day. And then in the evening, you know, they'd close down for a little while, open up for all of us. They had a cool little stage in there they'd clear all the tables out and it was because whenever you're you're gonna find a place to play yeah you know there's always going to be a business that is like yeah you guys want to play a show let's let's do it was it that easy to ask like was it like you didn't have to like be like hey like yeah no we'll do this it wasn't I mean, back then it wasn't difficult at all because the Waco punk scene was so big Um, that people wanted it close to their businesses because they knew that they were going to make some money off hmm. of it. And I mean, there was, yeah, places like Lake Cafe, which became Clay Pot. And now it's, you know, over there by True Love. Uh, True Love used to be Barry's Coffee House and it was Nelson's Coffee House. I've played there when it was Barry's, when it was Nelson's and when it was True Love. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. A two it for you. Go for a twofer. <laughs> Let's go for a twofer. Yeah. What's in the future for Rewound as a band? And just to sort of get existential, why do you guys make music? What's in the future for Rewound? Zach dropping out of college. Oh my <laughs> God. God. <Stay> in <laughs> before, no, they, before they say anything, I keep telling Frank what should be in the future for Rewound is letting me put them on the road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Going on the road would be pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, right now it's just like we, we do everything so slowly just yeah. because we're both so busy. Like, yeah. especially especially since I'm in school, I'm not dropping. Down. <laughs> <laughs> There's some magic to that, just stealing down your, you know, your energy and effort. Yeah. Because it comes out in your music. Yeah. Like, we, we started this in high school. So, like, mm-hmm. the only thing we had to worry about was really yeah high school <laughs> yeah and it, you, so we can do things pretty yeah, quickly but now that you know we're kind of in the real life and everything like that we're starting to like set into like oh this is what like yeah. real life stuff so yeah. like we have to like all these logistics are getting in yeah way. so we got to like juggle all these things with yeah. it, which i mean like but, if anything we still want to keep up with everything yeah it's just uh just a week yeah. <laughs> I'm on the road for a week just stay in texas spring break i mean yeah spring break <laughs> honestly yeah if it's spring break i better get to work now We interrupt our regularly scheduled podcast for another fireside chat with Tyler Rambo. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So 
someone asked us when we were younger to pinpoint potential defining life moments, there would likely be suggestions like SAT scores, the job that we get, or buying a home. But as I look back, none of those define me as a person, how I make decisions, how I interact with others, or how I really got to where I am today. I'm going to take all of you on an absurd journey through what I thought were seemingly normal next life steps that as I look back were anything but. And as it turns out, these moments that I gave little to no thought would go on to be the most defining. Enjoy. On the last episode, I told you guys about a time when I was in Colorado and a buddy of mine had talked me into transferring to the University of Hawaii. In the summer of 2007, I was on a 4,000 mile bicycle ride from Texas to Alaska. And the guy that I ended up riding along the entire summer, turns out that he had been stationed in Hawaii also. So he was very excited about the fact that I was moving there, that he still had a friend out there. It was one of his best friends, the guy, just old running buddy. And he cut up with him all the time. He says, this guy, Ryan, you gotta, you gotta hang out with Ryan. Do you know where you're going to stay? I said, actually, Mike, I got a letter from the school recently saying that I was 164 on the wait list for a dorm for a place that I have never been to. I do not know a single person so if your buddy ryan can put me up that would be great while well, i figured things out he said oh you're gonna love him i already told him we've been texting we've been uh talking back and forth ryan's gonna put you up you're gonna love this guy you guys are gonna get into so much trouble it's gonna be awesome well back then didn't even think to get ryan's information seems like something that uh would have been important hey maybe a last name maybe a phone number and email address something nope i trusted my buddy bike and he said that uh you know the whole summer he said this guy's got your itinerary he's gonna be there he's going to pick you up at the airport and you guys are immediately going to get into a lot of trouble and have a blast so great so i pack up one bag and a guitar that had also been gifted to me that I still did not know how to play, but I was within that one year range that I was told that I could keep the guitar if I learned how to play the guitar. And I move out to Hawaii, take this trip after 4,000 miles, get on a plane, leaving on a jet plane and, and, um, and head out there. Well, realize I haven't gotten any text messages. I haven't gotten any confirmations, haven't gotten anything from this guy, Ryan. And I'm getting a little worried about it, but you know, the whole summer, Mike said he was going to be there. So I just trusted that he would I get off the plane and I'm looking around and all I know is that he had a Dodge truck and that was it. And there were no Dodge trucks to be seen. And it had been about 30 minutes of me sitting there at the curb when I finally decided this guy's not coming. I got to figure out what to do. It was about 10 or 11 o'clock at night. It was five hours I had just based on the the time changes back in Texas, I tried to call my buddy Mike. His phone was off. It was me and this one bag and a guitar that I didn't know how to play. So I start walking over to this taxi and this guy jumps out of the shadows. He said, hey, man, you need a ride? And I thought, I have been here for a couple of minutes and I'm already going to get hustled. And I said, yeah, yeah, man, I need a ride. And he said, well, where are you going? I said, man, I don't know. You guys have any hostels here? He said, yeah, yeah, we got a couple of hostels. So why don't you, uh, why don't you jump in the van? Here we go again with that van, right? So I jump in this van and this guy takes me, you know, on a tour of Hawaii in the middle of the night. He stops at this alleyway and he points us at there. That's where all the hostels are. Just, just walk down that alleyway. You'll be fine. And fortunately, there were some signs that were lit up that did say hostels. So I wasn't that naive a little bit, but not that naive. So I walk down this alleyway. And I get to the first hostel and I walk in and I've got this bag and I set it down and, and I say, hey, uh, you got a room for me? And they said, yeah, sure. Do you have a return ticket? I said, what do you mean by that? And they said, can you show us that you have a round trip ticket out of here? That's the only way that we're going to let you stay in a room tonight. I said, no, I don't have a, a return ticket. I'm trying to go to school here and I don't have anywhere to live. And this guy was supposed to pick me up and he didn't. And they said, tough luck, kid. Uh, welcome to Hawaii. You can't stay here. 
there's a couple more places uh, right next door though if, if you want to try them so go to the next door they tell me the same thing feeling pretty dejected i don't have a lot of money i don't know what i'm going to do and the third hostel actually said no vacancy on the door but there was a younger woman that was uh, working the counter and so i walk in and i decided to throw on my best charm and howdy ma'am and i already had it all laid out i said look i don't have a return ticket i already know that that's the case for the other two places they wouldn't let me stay there let me explain something though i'm a student i'm just trying to go to school i'm a week late this guy was supposed to pick me up give her this whole sob story and she says can you show me proof that you're a student i said yeah absolutely so i pull out some letter that i had had from the school and she said okay this happens all the time unfortunately so there is one bed that opened up tonight somebody didn't show up are you comfortable sleeping in this bunk house with seven different European dudes? I said, I will crash on the couch or a floor or anywhere that you've got for me if you just let me stay. And she said, okay, here's what you need to do though. Go ahead. If you don't know what you're going to do, you need to book this room for at least three nights because I guarantee you, your bed is going to be booked out by the time that you wake up and the next person will never let you stay here without a return ticket. So that's what I did. Everyone's calling me the next day. Everyone's saying, how's paradise and, and how's Hawaii and the palm trees? Did you, did you learn to surf yet? And I'm thinking, I don't, I'm basically homeless at this point. I don't have a clue what's going on and I didn't want to answer the phones. So my buddy calls me up. I finally hear from this guy three days later and, and uh, Mike calls me up. He says, hey man, turns out this guy Ryan that I tried to set you up with, he's a lot of fun. He had too much fun. He got in a lot of trouble and he got sent to Iraq on a day's notice. He was still in the Navy. So uh, yeah, he's out, man. But uh, I've got this other guy. Turns out his name is Ryan also. And you're going to be sleeping on the uh, the couch and he's got a roommate named Chicken. Does that work for you? I said, yeah. Yeah, sure. So I move into this uh, this little apartment with this guy, this other guy, Ryan and Chicken, and start going to school. And as it turns out, trying to meet friends as quickly as possible, ended up running a wine club, ended up having a ton of fun. And all these guys said, hey, you know what? This happens a lot. Why don't you, uh, now that you know everyone gets kind of screwed on, on the whole dorm situation, why don't you go and talk to them, wait a couple of weeks, and then and then you go talk to um, you know housing. A lot of times these kids go and they find their own apartment and, and then things open up. So as it turns out, I ended up finding a dorm all to myself with my first choice dorm. I move in. There's some guys that uh, that I fall in with, and and uh, they all play music. Also, it was funny because I had I lived on the second floor, and and there was no AC, so the windows would always be open, and so they would always yell up to my dorm and wake me up, and they would want to go jam, and so they taught me a couple of the chords. You know, it would have been great if Roger had, had taught me anything, but you know, these guys at least showed me a website where I could uh, learn how to play the guitar, and so I did, and I I subscribed to Harlan Howard's theory on three chords and the truth, figured out a couple of uh, basic chords, and at one point ended up just could not put the guitar down was practicing nonstop and maybe had a few drinks and ended up in a uh, big football game with with these very large hawaiian gentlemen that allowed me to play with them and and broke a finger well that night i continued to drink and i decided that my finger that was completely swollen didn't hurt anymore so i was gonna play anyways well i was so drunk that i tuned the wrong string broke the string the next day i wake up and i've Felt terrible about the situation. All I wanted to do was play. And so I wrote my first song, which was called Five Strings and a Broken Finger. And it just so happened to be right within that one year period. And so I was able to call my buddy and say, hey, go ahead and thank your dad for me. I tell him I learned how to play this thing and I'm writing songs now. And now back to our show. 
In 2019, vinyl record sales passed CD sales for the first time since 1986. What do you think that says about how we listen to music then and now? We tight now. We're a bunch of hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> I know what it says. People don't buy CDs anymore. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's accurate Because I remember in high school, that was a thing. You bought CDs. They would yep. sometimes have like posters or whatever in them. And like, you just have a, Zach, you yeah. just have a lot of CDs. I still have them all. You still have them all, still but you don't listen some, to them. I don't. Yeah. It, they're just a hassle. Yeah. I don't own yeah, a don't single thing that plays a CD. Really? Like my car, my computer. I think we have a DVD player. I don't think we have a DVD player. Somewhere, <laughs> Somewhere in the attic. We have a VHS player. It's <laughs> this ancient device. <laughs> yeah. Did y'all ever find like when I would work in the library because I was on news crew in like middle school or whatnot. I remember they had these gigantic CDs. They weren't like the normal laser discs. Laser laser yeah. laser yeah. There's a movie on there. Let's, <laughs> let's bring back laser discs they're oh, like cool they're like <laughs> they're like super cool records records of the future all they are is giant dvds they have movies on them yeah, yeah. You know People, what? I, I, when, when I was in junior high, when I started taking the guitar class, at the end of every semester, the teacher would bring in a Laserdisc karaoke machine, and we would karaoke what? to the Laserdisc. All the stuff was on the Laserdisc. <gasps> this somehow feels like the most Chris Hunter story ever for some reason. <laughs> so I don't know if y'all know this, but the Keep Wake Aloud documentary is going to be put on Laserdisc, uh, and we're bringing back MySpace. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I'm Actually, cool with bringing back MySpace because um, you'll never be the same. Though. I mean, it was it was awesome to be able to like put your own music on there and Heck just yeah. force yeah. people to listen to yeah, what you had going yeah. on. You know, oh, I like, used to get in so much trouble by the songs I would put on my MySpace profile in high school. <laughs> my stepdad would be like, "You need to change that song immediately." Like, okay, but like the millionaires are really good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm not gonna to sing it out loud that. because oh. it's of the little vulgar comma. However, yes. the millionaires were always i i recently went back and started listening to my old emo music <laughs> i listened to my uh, scene days it's so uh, millionaires was one of them oh, too millionaire Ooh, i have a question okay Okay, so name a band that you think is probably no one out there really listens to that you think people would you would recommend does this have to be a band that i think people would actually like i know just... i know a band like if you if you just want to have an experience you've never felt before listen to mr bungle mr bungle <laughs> mr. Oh, bungle. mr bungle yeah okay yes oh mike threw a mike, thumbs up to mike's that one a huge bungle head if you know faith no more they have the same singer mike yeah. Patton. he's an amazing yeah. singer i saw mr bungle open up for tool in 2000 Oh, wow. 2002? Yeah. Whoa. Where at? In Austin. Oh, wow. Yeah, they got booed off the stage. I was like, what, what? is happening? Like, the, the fans of Tool, like, just wanted to see Tool. Our Tools? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. That's accurate. Sounds about right. Yeah. I don't listen to Tool anymore, but I was a huge Tool fan. Cheers. My band that I think people should listen to, and this is, I mean, I have a lot of, honestly, I love listening to, like, Bandcamp and, like, or, like just... Stuff you never heard yeah. before? Yeah. Trembler. Trembler. Oh. Uh, they're from Houston, and I'm such a big fan. I've been such a fangirl for them lately, and they're really, really small and uh, sad, but they're moving to Los Angeles. 
Oh no. Yeah. So, uh, but they're gonna. I'm pretty sure they're gonna make gonna it. Take off. They're gonna That's make great. it. Yeah, because they're they're really good. So definitely recommend checking out Trimler from Houston. So mine. Whenever I tell people who my favorite band is, they always like get confused and think I'm talking about a different band. So my favorite is Manchester Orchestra. But a yes. lot of people think I'm saying Trans Siberian Orchestra and think I'm really into Christmas music. It's like no, they're not an actual orchestra. They're amazing. Andy Hull, uh, my hero. So I highly recommend people actually look them up and not think I'm super into classical music not knocking classical music I just don't rock it you know in yeah. my car all the time what about you Chris yeah uh, band called the Crimson Ghosts I think uh, you guys should definitely listen to them. What made They're... the ghost so red? Well, so the Crimson Ghost is a movie from, uh, I think, the 1930s or 40s. Mm. And it's... Mike uh, knows about that time. The the costume, <laughs> the costume of the Crimson Ghost ended up becoming the famous Misfits Fiend logo. Oh, wow. Which spawned the horror punk, horror punk. scene yeah, okay. and everything. The Crimson Ghosts, they're considered horror punk. They're more on the metal side, but they're a band from Germany. They're awesome. They've got a few music videos on YouTube. They have four or five different albums. And when I, I've, I've been listening to uh, Generation Gore, which I think is their third or fourth album. They That's the new one... name of the new generation, right? Uh, right? <laughs> they have this one song in particular called Living yeah. Carrion <laughs> Boomers, that <laughs> I'm really <laughs> digging. Now. <laughs> okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Um, well, my, my, my favorite genre of music is like lo-fi indie music. Granddaddy's my favorite band, but a band that I think people should listen to is uh, this Canadian band called Born Ruffians. I Are think they big? Uh, they're not really that big. I mean, they tour and they're they're kind of well known. They're just kind of like on that precipice mm. of being like a popular band. Uh, but I love their stuff. They have this song called uh, "Foxes Mate for Life." It's kind of their their style. Kind of sums up my personal taste and like where I pull my musical um, inspiration from. Is that a fact? Like, do foxes mate for life? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Like penguins. Well, that's a great topic to end on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank y'all so much for joining us. Uh, I really appreciate y'all sitting, taking the time to talk with us again. And I really look forward to uh, seeing what Rewound has for us in the future. Be loud, Rewound. Yeah. (laughs) Keep Wiggle Loud, the podcast is produced by Oni Chan Productions. Our theme music is by Fish Hands. If you like what you hear, you should check them out on Bandcamp. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you really like us, give us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or check out our website where you can buy merch or even see some local events coming up. Thanks again for tuning in. I wanted to say thank you so much, guys, for coming out here today. I personally, my favorite song that y'all do is Night Terrors. And um, I want to play that song for everybody so they can kind of, you know, they've gotten to know you as Frank and Zach. But I think what's really cool about Rewound is Rewound is like this whole other thing. It, it just, it, it feels like it's like an alternate personality. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> you guys are really working out some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so um, everybody, this is Night Terrors by Rewound. Now, one, two, three, one, two.